So, Amanda, you were at Walt Disney World recently, weren't you? I was. I spent a week in Walt Disney World in Florida with my childhood best friend. I've known her for like 15 years. Um, We decided to go to Florida because we've been saving up for it for a while. Um, And yeah, it was a really great time. We did a lot of really great stuff. We had, um, we, it was amazing. We got to see practically everything, um, five times over. In a week? In a week. Yeah. How? We did, we did it great. So, so I will say we omitted a few things on purpose. Like we didn't do either of the water parks. One of them was closed down anyway, but the other one that was open, we didn't do, um, we, woke up at like five or six AM every day and we were crazy people. Um nice. So, <laughs> so our system was generally we did like we showed up at the park as soon as we could, did like the big ticket ride, you know, the one with like either the longest line and, and or the most thrilling, which are usually the same thing. We would do that one first thing in the morning then go to Starbucks and get our coffee. And then um, we would be caffeinated and we would drink that coffee in the second longest line of whatever ride that would be, you know? So we stayed in all-star movies. So we had magic hours available to us. So that's another thing. We had extra time basically when the park was open for resort stairs what and, resorts have you previously pay, stayed at at Disney in your previous Disney vacations? Some of them I was too young to remember. Um, I believe I've stayed in Port Orleans. Riverside I, yeah. or French Quarter? Riverside. It had a big water wheel, so I think it's, it was Riverside. And All-Star Music. Um, and... I don't remember the other one. Yeah. I've stayed at Port Orleans Riverside, mm-hmm. which is, you know, nice, popular, like, mid-tier one. Yeah. It's um, nice. I've stayed at Yacht Club, nice. which is, like, right next to Epcot. It's literally mm-hmm. in walking distance. Yeah. It's got, like, a special entrance into World Showcase, so that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then I've stayed at All Star Music on Senior Trip. Nice. I, we actually, not just we went to senior trip together, but one of our mm-hmm. other Disney vacations overlapped. Do, do you did. remember? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that I'm str- struggling to remember where I stayed. But we actually were in Florida at the same time, and we got to ride um, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Yeah, we did extra yeah. magic hours that night. We spent a night in the Magic Kingdom. We did yeah. Ariel's Undersea Adventure. We did Pirates of the Caribbean Pirates of the and Haunted Mansion. Yeah, my personal favorite. Did we also do It's a Small World, or am I misremembering? I don't remember, but I think we might have. We did Big Thunder Mountain. We did. And we tried to do Splash Mountain, but unfortunately, that's closed for extra magic hours. Yeah, that was um, closed because it's the winter and they're doing some work on it, actually. Yeah, that was very sad, especially on the last day when it was 80 degrees. Mm. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, we went to each of the parks. Um, we started with 
we touched down on a Sunday. Um, and as soon as we got to our hotel, we hit the bus for Hollywood Studios to do everything there, um, which we did. Um, did they finish all the construction there now? Yes, they did. So Toy Story lands up and yep. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is up. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is up. So we actually um, went back to Galaxy's Edge a few days later because we are very stupid. And what happened was we had gone to Hollywood Studios and we had known that like Galaxy's Edge was up, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, I wonder how we get in. And I had looked it up and I had misunderstood that um, anybody can get into Galaxy's Edge the world basically the area um there's a ride in it called rise of the resistance which requires um you to show up at the park very early check into the park and only when you and your entire party is in the park can you sign up for a virtual queue that puts you into a what's called a boarding group um which will alert you for when your boarding group is called at a certain point of the day and you have a two hour window in which you can get on this ride. It's a very, it came out a month ago. It's a very competitive um, deal, you know? There's a similar system going on at Universal Mm -hmm. for their race through New York with Jimmy Fallon ride that is like a virtual queue system, which we actually did also go on on theme trip. We did, we did. Um, That one was fun. But that one, we were able to get a virtual queue in the middle of the day. So you tell me if you, like, came in, like, a reasonable hour of the day, you wouldn't be able to get on Rise of the Resistance? All of the tickets are gone by 9 a.m. Jesus. Um, and that's at best. So they also have, like, backup boarding groups you can sign up for, and those fill up, too. For, like, anyone that cancels or, like, doesn't show up, you know? They have backups, and those fill up as well. And those are the ones that last till nine. But basically what happens is... Does Rise of the Resistance have like a fast pass option? No. Nope. No, really? Really. This is the only that way is, to ride it. That is insane. No booking in advance for like people who do it through the... No. Through the My Disney Experience? Nope. They want everyone to do it like this because, I mean... In a way, this is like a fast pass, as in you get a select, you don't choose the time, but it's a select time where you have a window of time that you can show up and get in the ride. So it's basically like fast pass only, you know, to get on Mm. it. There's no line, there's no wait, this is it. So you can't even book it through like a mobile app? No. Only once you're in the park. Yeah. So where do you go to like get? And get um I'm sorry I'm so fixated on it. I'm no, just you're very fine. curious for when I for my next Disney trip. Yeah. Because you know, it's gonna be a real pain in the ass waking up the members of my family to get them into the park like right at opening time. So um basically they've got been getting better at with it apparently. They have made the time that the queue opens. Um, closer and closer to the park's actual opening time instead of um, even earlier. Uh, Hollywood Studios um, opens at 7 now, and specifically because of this, you know, because people show up so early. 
Um, so they start letting people in around six or, or a little bit after six, then you can sign into the queue through the app at seven. Basically, we showed up, we woke up at five, we got to the park at six and waited in line, got into the park. You can only check in once you're in the park and then waited in a 30 minute Starbucks line. Um, and by the time we literally grabbed our coffee, picked it up and it seven o'clock hit, we hit check in and we were on boarding group 20, which is one of the first of the day. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so you, so you, you can do it through the app. You just got to be in the park. To do yeah, it exactly. The app. Yeah, no, it is through the app, but it is, um, do you um, see it happening like later down the line that you'll be able to check in casually in the middle of the day? Or do you think that's not going to happen? Early middle of the day, I think. Um, I think people will start being able to do it come 9 or 10. But I still think that around midday they will be gone. Um, considering the rush for um, things like things that are newer like flights of passage is still a three hour long queue um in the middle of the day i think that this being they're even more technologically advanced and sought after than flights of passages and being star wars which is you know one of their biggest franchises um i think that it is going to stay like this for a while or similar for a while it, it will die down it will get calmer but it won't completely die down you know let me just say it was totally worth it sunday we got here we touched down we did hollywood studios which included riding um rock and roller coaster and tower of terror three times over each then we did um toy story land so toy story mania and slinky dog and Star Tours twice. Um, they changed Star Tours. If you decide to go on Star Tours, do it once. Sadly, don't do it again because it's going to be the same thing. At least oh, yeah. for now. Yeah, they usually do that when they like add a new thing in there to promote the latest Star Wars film. They yeah. like make it that you can only do that thing. And it's very annoying because the whole appeal of that ride was the rewritability of it being randomized. Exactly. So... If you're going very soon, do it once and don't do it again because it's going to be the same. But the new tell one me, is beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, tell me about Toy Story Land. I'm very curious to hear about that. Toy Story Land is gorgeous. It's, um, it makes you feel like you're as small. You're not just as small, but smaller than like um, the Toy Story cast, you know, because they have giant um, versions of them standing around. There's little odes to Pixar around as well. They have the giant bouncy ball. Um, and it's just everything is made out of toys. There's like the coaster is surrounded by Tinker Toys. Um, and so the speakers that play the music in, the, in that area of the park are in those Tinker Toys. So you can't even see them unless you look. Like everything is very well... Um, it's very cohesive, you know? Nothing feels out of place. They make everything a part of everything. So, yeah. They have um, good grilled cheese there. Um, I highly recommend it. 
Yeah, the the rides are great. Toy Story Mania is a lot of fun. It can hurt your wrist after a while because you're like tugging on a string. Um, I've been on Toy Story Mania. That's like a favorite of my family. They changed up the queue line, right, for the new Toy Story? Yeah. Land. How's the new queue line? It's cute. It's nice. It's really, really nice. Um, Did they bring back the animatronic Mr. Potato Head? No. No? No, I I thought he was supposed to be back. He wasn't when I was there, or at least I didn't see him. Um, Were you in the fast pass line? You know what? I might have been. Because I, from what I recall, like he doesn't show up if you're in the fast pass line, only if you're in the regular line. Okay. I didn't see. I think we did him. We did the regular line once as well, um, but I don't remember seeing him. Um, so he might be down for maintenance or not up yet or something. But. Um, yeah, and then we did Slinky Dog, which the queue for Slinky Dog is kind of nuts because it looks shorter than it is, if that makes sense. It's one of those queues where it makes you not know how long it is. Oh, uh, yeah. That's and like a the, common tactic, you know? Yeah, it really sucks, but the ride is really great and really cute. And um, what's the penguin's name? Wheezy. Wheezy sings to you at the end of that ride, which is really sweet. Um, yeah, I've seen it. footage of that, even though it's plainly obvious that it's not Joe Ramp voicing Wheezy. Yeah, but it's it's still really cute, and I like it. Did you go on the oh. Alien Saucer ride? I did not. Oh, we okay. did not. It was down for a little bit, and then we just didn't do it. So I know there's supposed to be like a dining restaurant coming to Toy Story <laughs> Land. Was that open yet when you were there? Not yet. No. There was only the quick service food, which the quick service food was really nice because it was like themed to more, I guess, like school. You could describe it as like school lunch kind of deal, like sandwiches and stuff like that. Um, I got like grilled cheese with tomato soup, you know, very um, nostalgic, simple food. So real good. Loved it. So anything else you do in that first day besides what you mentioned? I yeah. do have to mention that like the Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster are two of my favorite Disney yeah. rides ever made. That's the thing. Hollywood Studios as a whole, it's not the best park in terms of like cohesive theming yeah. currently. But it has some of the best rides there. Oh yeah. So Yeah, my favorite part about um rock and roller coaster i mean i love the ride itself but like it's got to be the queue for it um not the queue for it the little pre-show thing where like aerosmith it's a recording of aerosmith mm-hmm. um and the manager goes um no no they go hey how about some uh some backstage passes not only does the cast member like ushering you in like say that before he does but so does like half who so do half the people in the room you know because they know it's coming so you hear it three times you hear hey how about some backstage passes from like everyone in the room and then you hear the attendant do it who goes hey how about some backstage passes and then you hear steven tyler do it and he goes hey how about some backstage passes and it's a weird little chant it's like you know um i once heard a i once heard a story Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how true it is or not. It might be acro- acro- possible tall tale. Yeah. Um, one of the members of Aerosmith does like the devil horns yeah. in the pre-show video. 
But mm-hmm. apparently this caused a problem where like many kids trying to imitate the devil horns mm-hmm. um, would actually do in like the on-ride photo end up doing the shocker. Oh no. You know, two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah. Oh no. So Disney had to hire people to like comb through each photo to pull ones of like kids doing the shocker. Oh my God. That's crazy. I don't know if that's true or not, but it definitely ties in with like those stories of like Disney having to like hire people to comb through mm-hmm. photos on Splash Mountain to get rid of the ones of women flashing their breasts. Oh my God. You never heard of that Flash Mountain? No. I want all of these photos to be like hidden somewhere, you know? And Star Tours is a great ride too. Granted, I don't oh, think yeah. it's quite as good as. The original, I do like the randomization, but that also leads to like your things being like a mixed bag. Yeah, I love Star Tours. It's so charming. It's so beautiful. Okay, so that was day one for you. Yeah. Do you, you have like a dining plan or anything? No, we just kind of went for it. So a lot of a lot of days we didn't eat real meals. We just had like ice cream for lunch. <laughs> we like we lived service. like we lived like adult children but you know that's what disney's for so it's fine all right so what kind of snacks did you have on like that you mentioned the grilled cheese oh that first day the first day i think that's yeah that's what i had that first day um second day second day oh animal kingdom um so we started the morning off getting there at at 7 a.m to do flights of passage because we're crazy people and we wanted to do it because I'd never done it before and you can't fast pass it and you can't fast pass it oh I think you technically can but you'd have to do it like 180 days in advance because they go so quick that's what I was talking about when I was asking 180 days in advance for Rise Rise of the Resistance I don't believe so Um, it also came out last month so, even if that was the case, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they've released that yet, even. Okay. All right. So, Flights of Pat. I haven't been to Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. since before um, Pandora opened. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never gotten to experience Pandora. My little yeah. brother did when he went on senior trip, and he loved it. But yeah. Animal Kingdom has always been, like, the least favorite of yes, me and my same. family of, like, the four main parks. And I wonder if it's just that I haven't, like, appreciated it the way it's meant to be appreciated. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, like, a hybrid theme park and zoo. But the way my family's always yeah. done it, we've just done, like, the park stuff and, like, skipped the zoo entirely. Except for, like, I guess I the Kilimanjaro safaris. I, um, not this time, but, like, the past time I went to Disney, I, like, went to the petting zoo and everything. <laughs> There's a petting zoo In Animal zoo Kingdom? There. Yeah, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Everyone skips over Rafiki's Planet Watch, but it's just like a goat farm, and you can you learn how to draw an animated character. And the day that we went, it was Timon. So I I learned how to draw a really bad Timon, um, and you know what? It was fun and very relaxing. So everyone who needs something relaxing to do in Disney, go to Rafiki's Planet Watch in Animal Kingdom. Um, anyway, I'm done plugging that. Yeah, I 
Um, we did flights of passage in the morning. It was crazy because there was like a group of people, um, like a huge crowd of people there already. Like they let us into the park early. That's the thing about it. Like when there's a ride like that, they let you into the park very early. And then um, even before the rides are open and then like just block people off from getting into different sections. Um, and we waited for a bit in this huge crowd of people. We were like, oh my God, it's going to be like four hours long. We're not going to make it. We were on that ride within 30 minutes. Like it moved fast. The queue was very long as in like you had to walk through a lot of like twists and turns and stuff because it's a queue for a three hour long line, you know, but even the queue itself was beautiful. I wish I could have lingered in it more. It was very detailed. There's like a science lab. There's glow in the dark things and caves. Oh my God. It was beautiful. That whole Pandora era is supposed to be bioluminescent. It is. We didn't get to see it at night, but um, you could see in the ground, like, little uh, places for lights and stuff. And, like, wow. You know. Uh, yeah. Just seeing it during the day even was jaw-dropping. So um, seeing what they did with, um, uh, like, tricks of... Uh, distance and how how they made islands look like they're floating in the air you know have um, you watched the I, I, th I think it's worth mentioning that you know we are very much hardcore Disney Parks fans isn't that right Amanda I didn't realize I was one until I realized I was one when I was like deep diving on YouTube about like theme parks animatronics and stuff like that then I was like wait a second <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. You don't choose the calling. The calling chooses you. The calling chooses you. Suddenly you notice that the weird um, animatronic in Star Tours kind of looks like a goose and you get curious about it. And you find out that it used to be a goose. Yep. For, <laughs> for a theme park attraction that an 18-year-old got crushed to death during. Yep. Anyways, my point is that... Um, you talk about, like, how Avatar's setup reminded me. Have you seen the rest of the Imagineering story? Not yet, no. Well, the, well, in the fifth episode of the Imagineering story, when they're talking about Pandora, the world of Avatar, I think it's, like, the fifth or sixth episode. Mm -hmm. They talk about how they built those floating mountains. And those vines, those are mm -hmm. actually, like, support structures. Yeah. It is you insane. Get, I mean, like, when you think about it, Okay, so a normal person who looks up and looks at it isn't going to think about it, obviously. It's just going to be a wow. And, like, me, I have to, like, suspend my disbelief um, intentionally now sometimes because I'll do that where I'll look at it and be like, how is this working, you know, instead of letting the trick just happen. Um, yeah, no, you can... When you look at it, they're very thick, um, like, they're very thick things that they're resting on. Mm. So, yeah, so how is the rest of the world of Avatar? I mean, detail I, it all. We didn't get to go on Rivers of Light, um, which is fine, because it, from what I've heard, it's, it's kind of boring. But um, we didn't want to wait three hours for that. So Flights of Passage was incredible. It compared to anything. You know, I hate comparing... Disney rides to other Disney rides sometimes because it's hard to do. But this one you can draw an easy easy comparison to Soren because it's like a simulator ride. It's a virtual 
ride like that, you know, they don't have many of those. So it's a simulator where you're flying on the back of a banshee and it's pretty cool because you're actually on, you're sitting on a bike-like seat. You're sitting on what looks like a bike and then the strap comes on in the back and the tech they use for it to make the like vibrations and the um, movement go, go basically you can feel all around you then. So it's very all-encompassing and the visuals are absolutely spectacular and stunning and yeah, it's like Soren except more of a thrill ride slightly but still and beautiful absolutely gorgeous does it really like take you into that world you know flying through it oh yeah and it's a it's a good like five minutes long which is a pretty long time for a ride you know oh yeah it's like somewhere between four to five minutes i believe so it's really nice and it's really worth it um but yeah we got there very early to see it and then like it is a very long line otherwise, so I highly recommend getting there early and doing it within, if you get there uh, an hour before the park opens, which seems like a long time, but honestly, it opens at 8, you get there at 7, you know, it ain't that bad. Then you get coffee afterwards, mm. and you wait in line for uh, Mount Everest, so. Oh yeah, Expedition Everest. Yep. That's another great ride there. It is. Love that ride. We did it twice. We went, waited in the line once, drinking our coffee, and then we uh, did it immediately after because we had a fast pass. Yeah, shame that Yeti still does not work. But I wish we could see that other... Um, we have the Plan B Yeti. We need the Plan A Yeti, you know? The problem is that apparently the Yeti's movements damage the structural integrity of the ride. Yeah. Joe Rody says he wants to fix... Shutting down. Yeah, Joe Rohde says he wants to fix it, mm. but by Disney's logic, you know, it's still packing in um, people with or without the moving Yeti, so what's so the point of... It. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, I'm also upset that that reasoning makes sense, yeah. and it's why they're not doing it. Yeah. But it's still yeah. a great ride, though. Oh, yeah. But actually, funny story about Expedition Everest. Um mm. In the last Disney vacation I was at while mm-hmm. my father was still alive, mm-hmm. he went on Expedition Everest. Mm-hmm. And he gets motion sickness, like, really easily. Yeah. And my mom was, like, thinking to herself, is he sure he wants to do that? That thing goes backwards. Yeah. Like, that's one thing you can't handle, going backwards. But he didn't, she didn't tell him that. Because he, she figured that he already knew and he, she didn't want to be a downer. My yeah. dad did not know it goes backwards. He yeah. goes on it. It goes backwards. He gets sick. He oh, doesn't no. throw up or anything. But he's like afterwards to my mom, why didn't you tell me it goes backwards? Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. It's a pretty intense ride. It's one of my favorites in the Disney parks, honestly. Um, it's very well themed. Oh, yeah. I like that cue line where it gives like all the information about the Yeti. Yeah. It's nice to linger and look at, you know, look at all the fake footprints and stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did that. We did. Um, we had late lunch at 
a place in the that little dinosaur land, Dino USA. Restaurantosaurus. Mm, I think so. We got um like shrimp poppers and fries. Is it, is it a place that served like nuggets and fries and burgers and such? Burgers, yeah, yeah. Then the, yeah, that was Restaurantosaurus. Fun nice. fact: that used to be a McDonald's. That makes sense. Yeah, I know is- that. McDonald's used to be everywhere in Disney parks, and then they cut ties. Yeah, there used you could get, there used to be like fry stands there. Fry parks, get like yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish they were still there. Like I get why they're no longer there, yeah. but at the same time, could you imagine eating the Big Mac? Going to oh my god, it would be not even like, necessarily like a Big Mac. I mean, just like getting a fried from a fry cart. Yeah. Yeah, we did dinosaur. Some person, something I love about di- the dinosaur ride is like the canisters and stuff of like uh, different gases and the tubes throughout it. Um, they actually have the um, chemical codes for different condiments like ketchup, mustard, and mayo. That's, <laughs> That's cute. Are. Yeah. But we when we went on that ride, um, some lady behind us in line turned to her friend or not her friend i think it was a stranger because she turned to her and went so is this your first rodeo (laughs) in reference to the dinosaur ride and um like when we got on the ride she sat behind us and she was like quoting the ride as we went along and i was like who's like a dinosaur stand you know but each their own, and good for her. I'm glad she enjoyed herself. Like, Dinosaur is the ride that's, like, similar to Indiana Jones Adventure, but not as good. Yeah. But I do like Dino- Dinosaur. It is very, very fun. I think the only time it ever really annoys me when someone, like, quotes a ride like that mm-hmm. is in the Haunted Mansion, when, like, yeah. people, like, quote along with, like, the opening monologue of the stretch room. Or even worse, when they're, like, talking through the stretch room. I hate that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Sometimes I'll whisper to whoever I'm with, you know, but I never do it like aloud, aloud. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So after dinosaur, what's next? Um, we also did the safari, which is nice. Good old classic safari. Everyone taking pictures of cute baby giraffes, everything. So I do like the safari. Yeah. It's really nice. Then we left Animal Kingdom and didn't come back. <laughs> you didn't do the Kali River Rapids? It wasn't open. It, really? Because it's the winter. Oh. So even though it's um, it's warmer down in Florida than it is where uh, we are on our lovely northeast coast, um, it's still cool enough, and it's also the off-season technically, so... Um, yeah. Mm. Oh, I completely forgot to mention that everything was still decorated for Christmas. I was about to ask that. I We walked in to our hotel, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is playing. And I'm like, it's been, uh, it's been like over two weeks, you know? But, like, technically it is for a lot of people still, like, their holiday vacation. So, yeah, duh, it's going to be decorated. Um. But basically, when we got there, it um, was kind of the the next few days were probably 
probably going to be when like the little kids started going back to school. Mm-hmm. So we most of the crowds were um, people like us and people and like older people with younger kids and stuff like that. So mm. that was nice. There weren't a lot of elementary school level kids. Those there. rotten kids. Yeah. Ruining my theme park. No, I mean, like, for the most part, it's, like, the parents I get mad at, you know? I, I mean, I'm exaggerating, obviously. No, I know. But, like, what, like I, obviously there were plenty of crying babies and stuff like that and crying toddlers. But instead of, like, comforting their children, like, parents are yelling at them in the middle of Disney World. It's like, dude, that, that ain't helping, <laughs> you know? Like... You're making it worse, and you're in the middle of Disney World. You should, you should be making sure your kid is having a good time here. You know, or else why are you here? Um, anyway. The Instagram photos. Yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion on that. Um, we went to Magic Kingdom after that because we had park hoppers every day, so we can kind of do whatever we wanted. Um. We had park, so we had, we hopped over to Magic Kingdom and did um, Thunder Mountain and and like a few other little rides. I don't remember what exactly, you know. Um, I think we did Pirates. Yeah. Oh, so, those yeah. are just solid class. Oh, did you get to see the new redhead? Yeah, we did. What do you think? I mean. I think that um, changing it from what it was before... The sex slave auction? Yes. Which is kind of crazy because the pirate, um, the male pirate who, like, was selling them before says the exact same lines as he did before. Really? No, I did... The same thing about... um, It's some... Now it's replaced with some lady with, like, a chicken that she's holding or whatever and like a few chickens are running around but he says basically like all right um show us uh show us your hens you know and show us your flock you know show us your bounty basically but it's he's taught he before it was just a metaphor for like of her gams women to chickens but now they're actual chickens but um the redhead she looks nice and everything but like in the same way i feel about um in disney specifically obviously like representation i am wholeheartedly like with and for you know but like with disney it never feels completely genuine it feels a little bit um like cash grabby yes it feels more like uh hey look everyone girl power instead of like apologizing for the mis- their mistakes and um, rectifying them you know it feels very much like okay yeah how can we replace it um, make a woohoo girl power kind of thing that they can put on shirts specifically you know mm. you know it, it doesn't feel genuine um, I'm, I, obviously I wish it did but I'm, yeah I'm but curious when the she looks her animatronics great so i'm curious when they're gonna get rid of jack sparrow i feel like that's eventually gonna happen 
they okay so they still have it there every time i go i still wonder if they have it there they have they sell a hat outside of pirates of the caribbean which for the okay it's one of those things where it's like okay for the case of pirates it makes sense i guess to have um if this was coming out of the mouth of a captain or something like that you know in a pirates movie makes sense you know but they're selling it on a hat that probably mostly like men are going to wear you know and the hat says um something along the lines of i think it's until morale increases the beatings will continue jesus christ and it's the fact that they're selling it on a hat you know like a like a baseball cap style hat which is the most popular like um dad attire dad attire which you you don't put that on a hat <laughs> you don't wear a hat that says that you know yeah. like what the fuck so i'm surprised that disney is still selling those which is why i'm always skeptical of um them getting rid of jack sparrow I, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do it, and, uh, and uh, what I was going to say before about, like, I'm always skeptical with, like, their, um, when they do things that are on the surface level, I guess, you can say, like, progressive and feminist and stuff like that, but then Jungle Cruise and Peter Pan's flight are still racist and stuff like that, you know? Mm. It's like they're not actually changing things. They're only changing things that are getting more complaints. Oh, okay. It's the the power of being a major corporation. So anyway, um, what's next? So In- we closed out that night. We left a little early um, to beat the nighttime rush, and then. The next day, we did Epcot all day. I was I finally got to do Test Track. Um, You've never been on that before? I'd never been on it before. Uh, that day, we did it about three times. Um, did it live up to your expectations? Oh, it was amazing. It was great. I loved building a car. Um, so the first time, we just built a nice car. And the next two times we were on it, we decided to try to make the worst car that we could. <laughs> And I think that we were just really bad at making a bad car, or everyone else was just really bad at making a good car, because it got first in a lot of things, and we were like, are you kidding me? It was like, we made, like, a pissed yellow car with, like, wheels on the biggest setting. The wheels were so big that they clipped through each other um, in the in the image. And it it was one of the most capable of the day in the early afternoon by night it was beaten but you know she had a good run um yeah we made some monstrosity cars i had a big donut that morning i did um mission space for the first time since i was a child because i was always sick on it and we went or orange huh we went on the orange version ah i've only been on the green even that one gave me a a bit of a headache afterwards that's what I said. And my friend was like, no, it's not supposed to do that. And I was like, okay, but it did, you know. Um, and so I conquered my fear and I did it on the orange, actually, because I was living on the edge and I was fine, which is good. 
Um, that day we met up with my friend from school was actually there. She was actually down there because her dad was doing some work down there. And so she stayed at a place outside of Disney and came into Epcot to meet us there. And we did all the countries, um, like just gossiped on as we waited for the frozen ride in Norway. Um, we got, let me make a list of the food I got that day. It was a lot. I had chips and guac from Mexico. I had a cannoli from Italy um, and a glass of wine. I had a piece of like, I don't know what it was actually called, but it was basically like a piece of pizza bread from France and another glass of wine. Um, and what else did I have? Did you get fish and chips? I did not. I did not. Uh, I love those fish and chips there. Mm. They smelled good. I, I walked by them and they smelled very good. I had more. I swear to God. So you said you went on the Frozen ride? Is that your yeah. first time going on that? So it was not my first time on that ride. Um, it was my second. And it was lovely, except for half the animatronics being broken. <laughs> um, because they load people on that ride and never fix anything on it. And how long is the line for that? That's got to be disappointing if you're it was like, an hour wait. and a half. Jeez. Yeah, but you know, it was two. I was with two friends who were getting to know each other, so it was fine because they just like we were just talking and stuff. Yeah, so there was an Olaf animatronic, and it's the figure skating Olaf, right? So he was facing the wall and singing to us with his leg up in the air. <laughs> Please tell me you got pictures of that. I did not. Um, I don't think I did, actually. Unfortunately. Olaf was frozen. Um, Then Kristoff, who, it was like him and Anna standing next to each other, right? And Anna's just standing there moving and singing and stuff, and he's singing with her, and he has like his little, I think it's like a a lute or whatever it is. Yeah. And he... His neck was like bent all the way to the right. And like it was snapped. It was stuck there like that. So like, like someone face, snapped his neck. Yeah, no, it looked like he was like paralyzed. You know that his neck was all the way to the right, and he was paralyzed, and he wasn't playing his instrument, but his face was moving. So he looked like he was in immense pain, and we just went right on by it. So you know, that was fun. Um, we went on the Three Caballeros ride, which sucks ass as usual, but is charming in its own right. I've been on it before when the um, audio doesn't sync up to the animations. Oh. And the top of the multiple occasions. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. It's charming in its own terrible way, you know? What else did you do on that day? I bought a nice tea set from Japan. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I now have a teapot and teacups. And I'm going to make much a lot of tea in them. We went on Soren. My mom loves that ride, but not as much as the old one. Mm. I love Soren. It's really nice. It's a really nice ride. Um, my one friend, like... 
when we're riding it, she like stretches out her hands to touch things, you know? So that was cute. Um, and yeah, it was all around a nice day. Uh, do you see anything on construction there? Like, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind or Remy's no. Ratatouille Adventure or like any of the like Epcot refurbishments they're doing? Yeah, so there's green walls up everywhere that you can't really see over. And a few days later, we had actually taken the monorail, right, to get to Epcot again, because we had a dinner there. And from the monorail, seeing it from an aerial view, we didn't realize how much construction was going on, you know? Like, obviously, the green walls were kind of everywhere, but they just seemed like pathways, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what the that's what Disney has like a special shade of green paint that, yeah. that called go away green that's designed for your eye to just glaze over. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did. But then seeing it from aerial view on the monorail, we were like half of future world is under construction right now. Like over half of it. It's crazy. So yeah, no, they're doing a lot of construction. Um yeah. Was Spaceship Earth open? I know that's getting refurbished for the... Spaceship Earth was open. I think it needs some refurbishment. <laughs> yeah, that's getting refurbished. I think they're, like, um, changing over, like, the entire second half of that ride. It's one of the two halves. Either the first half or the second half. Yeah. And I feel like my gut's telling me it's the second half. My gut's actually telling me... Uh... I feel like it might be the first half, to be honest. I don't know. Some of the animatronics look like they can be, can be a little updated. Well, the thing is, they're, like, changing the story. Now it's not going to be about, the, like, the history of communication. It's going to be about the history of storytelling. Okay. Interesting. That's going to be, I think, a lot nicer, honestly. Um, it'll make it less, less based on technology, which can get very outdated very quickly. Yeah. Because old Epcot, like, people are complaining that we're getting further and further away from Epcot Classic. But Epcot Classic was cold and corporate. Of yeah. sponsorships like Exxon, you know, Kraft Foods. And that just inherently compromises things. Yeah. It sounds like, from what I'm hearing of the plan, this could be, like, with the more focus on, like, the humanism of, of, of fu- tech, futuristic advancements and ecology and stuff. This could be... The original vision of the theme park to better the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. That was Epcot. And it was very nice. So after that, um, oh, I remember the other thing I ate there. I had part of a falafel wrap from. Oh! Very good. So good. The next day, we were in Magic Kingdom all day. Do I have to, like? Do I even have to say it? We did everything. We got up. We did Mind Train first, but then we got our coffee. How long is the line for Mind Train now? Um, I mean, it's on average, it was a hundred and fifteen minutes. Gee, I feel like it's not worth that. I've only been on it once, but I feel like it's not worth that long of a wait for what's essentially like a kids coaster. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's a, a really nice kids coaster, but it's, it's a kids a really coaster nice, nevertheless. The magnetic track is amazing. Um. And it's so smooth and so nice. And out of... So I think that the style of animatronics they've been doing with the projected faces can look absolutely hideous. Um, I think it I works, agree. I think it works best on the mind train. Um, 
because of how cartoony the dwarves look. Um, and it works with their faces and their features. The only thing is that, like, their faces are a different color than their hands. Um, yeah. That's but... why I like that, that Beauty and the Beast attraction coming to Tokyo Disneyland, you know, it, they're not doing the projected face thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it looks best on that ride. It looks terrible on most others. Um, but... Yeah, we did that. We did everything. Uh, we did Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite. Uh, Space Mountain a few times. Did you see Tron under construction? We did. They have bikes out um, for people to sit on. Um, <laughs> that I don't... They're just promotional, I guess. Um, and I'm wondering where they're going to put the queue for that. Just because it's like behind Space Mountain. And so that should be interesting. And that also brings up another interesting thing for like personally, which is as Disney builds more stuff, the cute, like the lines and the people that want to go see this new stuff, just like the groups keep getting larger, you know, um, especially with more as these rides get more high tech and such. So, um, it's crazy because um, I'm wondering how they're going to keep up with making those cues and stuff. And I think for Rise of the Resistance, they had a good system with the boarding groups. But I don't think they're going to do that for every new ride they do. So I'm just curious to see what the future cues will look like. Mm. And how they're going to manage lines. Because it's going to be hard. They don't have the space for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um. But yeah, no, it looks a lot. Of, it, right now, it looks a lot of fun. It's huge. It's gray, um, and it's behind Space Mountain, and yeah. So that day we met Gaston, which was fun. Um, I had LeFou's brew, and I love that tavern, that Gaston's tavern. Oh yeah, I love Gaston's tavern, and the BR Guest Restaurant is great too. Oh yeah, I had clam chowder at harbor house did you get a big turkey leg i did not get a big turkey leg i was not in the mood for a turkey leg mm. but yeah that was a lovely day and i had a big uh, a big burger at um cosmic rays at the end of the day with sunny eclipse performing with sunny eclipse performing oh my god i love that dumb little alien dino thing. <laughs> I love Sunny Eclipse. If you need to know something about me, you need to know that I am a huge fan of Podcast the Ride. Uh-huh. And Podcast the Ride did, did like a whole Patreon-exclusive episode about Sunny Eclipse. Oh my god. And just hearing that really makes me want to see him in person. I'm so envious you got to see him. <laughs> His exclusive decades-long uh, Tomorrowland engagement. I love Sunny Eclipse. He sung to us as we ate our uh, giant, um, wait, what were they? They were bacon mac and cheese cheeseburgers. Oh, my so. God. I... Yeah. <laughs> With Mickey Mouse on the top of them, just, like, burnt in. Um, Even better. Like branded onto the bun. It was a nice, great night for that. Um, the next day we did Galaxy's Edge to start off with. Um, we woke up 
at five, got there at six, got into the park by 6.30, waited in the Starbucks line, picked up our Starbucks, and as soon as we did, we hit check-in and we got boarding group 20. Um, and it was kind of a bonding experience with the other people in the Starbucks because they were there to do the same, obviously, you know. When you're there that early, obviously, that's what you're there for. And um, people being like, oh, I got group 21. And then, like, bonding with the people around us who also got group 20. We're like, oh, my God, we'll see you there, you know. Um, And then, like, also, but also, like, someone who hit the button very, like, near to when we did got, like, group 78. And how um, it doesn't really matter because they still got on, but how quickly that fills up, you know. Yeah. How it's a very, um, yeah. So if that tells you anything. And then uh, by 9 a.m. they had put signs up everywhere that said, we're sorry, the boarding groups are full. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. So we actually thought that um, you needed a pass like that to get into the entirety of Galaxy's Edge. Not just the one ride. So we hadn't gone on Sunday. So then we finally did. And we were like, oh, wait, we were just stupid. And we got to see it. And it's beautiful. You know, the Millennium Falcon is there. Um, lots of droids. So many cool things. Are they, like, wandering about? No, not yet. They're looking to put an R2 there. Um, but he's not there yet. So... How about animatronic aliens? Are they there? No. Not yet. I think they're, it just opened not too long ago, so they're putting they're looking they're putting more stuff in and adding it all the time. But um, we walked through the marketplace, which another thing about Galaxy's Edge, which is really interesting to me, is that even in like um, other parts of Hollywood Studios, it's very much like, yep, yeah, you're in Disney and stuff like that. No Mickey's anywhere. No Mickey Mouse ears no mickey branded products you know it's all just star wars and it's all very clean and very uh well kept and it makes you feel like you're actually in the world you know compared to uh this is the obvious point of comparison compared to the wizarding world of harry potter and universal orlando how immersive is it it's very similar um i'd put it on a similar level to that yeah which do you think pulls it off better? That's really hard for me. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Galaxy's Edge, but that might just be because I was very tired and very excited. <laughs> you know? Well, which is a better land overall? I really like Star Wars Land. Mm. I really like Galaxy's Edge. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But I'm also not that big of a Harry Potter fan. So I am going to say that they are both on a very similar level. And I cannot compare them very well. Because I have a I have a personal bias. Um, so, but no. They're, it's beautiful there. Um, and yeah, I really love it. I had food there. I had a like falafel bowl served in... Um, in like a little metal pot thing in one of the quick service places. And then we had the, um, we split something called blue milk, which is actually a slushy. 
and it tastes like sherbet and it's good but it's better when it's still cold because it melts you know mm. um so yeah it's good uh did it, they're not using like the star wars names for those foods anymore they use um so the blue milk is just called blue milk I didn't know what it was going to be, if it was going to be a slushier or what, you know. So I think that's always been referred to as blue milk. Yeah. But um, in the quick service area, things are referred to, like, it's basically like there's a Star Wars name in front of it, and then it basically says what it is, you know. Did you go in the cantina? No, because there was a very long line for it, and also to get in, you had to have a reservation to eat there. Oh. Which were booked months in advance, you know. Ah. Um, so we didn't get a chance to do that, but I would have loved to. Um, you couldn't even hear it from outside, which is kind of funny, because I'm sure they're playing that song over and over again. I um, think there's like a DJ there, DJ Rex, uh, you know, the original okay. pilot from Star Tours. And he's like, they've got, he's like, as this mix of like different music that's made specifically for that cantina area. Nice. That's really fun. So we didn't get to go in there, um, but, you know, that's fine. We did um, Rise of the Resistance. For, like, we were in it by 8, um, 8 a.m. And, oh, my God. It's, I'm not going to spoil it because I think for a lot of people, you know, don't want the spoilers, obviously, you know? Yeah, they're keeping it, like, hush-hush on what exactly what it is. All I've been really hearing, I've seen some footage in the Imagineering story, mm-hmm. but all I've been hearing is, like, it's a mixture of different ride systems. Yes. And it's also, like, the most high-tech thing Disney's ever done. It is. So can you possibly give, like, an impression of what's in store without being too specific? I can say that um, it's a ride that consists of multiple different parts, as in, like, it's kind of a genius system because, like, you can load multiple people in at once, you know? You load gr- different groups in because there's different stages to it. So you... The queue is an integral part of the line... Of the ride itself because it's it's built into it, basically, you know? Um, so, like, the ride starts as soon as you get in the line. Yes. Well, there is no real line, is the thing. There's the boarding groups... And they usher you in and then suddenly you're inside and it's you're part of the story all, all of a sudden, you know? So, yeah. Basically, there's different parts that you, like, walk to slash um, are brought to um, in various ways that are really cool. Um, and... So basically they can keep loading people in the ride like through each part that you go, you know. I can say that there are cast members that show like that show up in this ride, you know, um, and it's slash in the queue and they are also an integral part to the story and make it all the more entertaining. So props to them for really, really selling this um, and like becoming part of the Star Wars universe. Is there a threat of like confused older tourists thinking that the ride hasn't started yet and, like, talking over important parts? I'd say yes, but there's enough people that are going to be on with you that will say, shut up, so you probably won't miss that much. Um, 
Because swear to God, if my bitch ass grandfather ruins it for me. <laughs> I can say that it's a very simple story. So um and it's very action packed as well. So even if you miss something quick, it's not going to affect it all that much, you know? Okay. It's not a complex story. It's pretty straightforward, which is to its advantage. You can tell what's happening even if you can't hear perfectly, probably. Um, yeah, so there's combinations of, like, simulators and animatronics and um, holograms and um, thrill ride. It's everything. It's everything. Even, like, it's even a walkthrough attraction, you know? Um, you are inside some really crazy Star Wars stuff. And you are in it. You know, you're part of the story, and it's really amazing. So, yeah. Part of me is worried that, like, it's so much stuff that it'd be, like, overwhelming. Is it, does it get like that, or does it, like, balance everything well and feel seamless? I think it balances it well and feels seamless. It's pretty jaw-dropping. You, like, each part of it is pretty... Um, has a focus you know so even when you're taking it all in um there's thing there's mostly things that it's going to have you focus on so you're usually fine it it knows where to direct you where to look okay so um yeah it's pretty amazing everything about it did yeah. you go on the millennium falcon we did we did do smugglers run so this ride is a lot of fun. Um, and this one, it said 80 minute wait, but we were we were in within the hour, which surprised me because of, you know, it's new and how amazing it was. Um, but I think it's also because they, you are put in groups of six, basically, and everyone has a different part to pilot the Millennium Falcon. And so you do. And I got like pilot. And then my other, my friend also got pilot, which means I controlled it side to side and she controlled it up and down. And it's basically like, imagine like, I don't know, it's a simple um, simulator ride crossed with something like, say, Mario Kart, where you control everything you're doing and where you're going and stuff like that, you know? Um, where are all the positions? I know there's pilot so there's and gunner. Pilot, gunner, and engineer. So there's the pilots, which make the ship move, the gunners, which uh, shoot the lasers on each side, and engineers, which do something with the cargo. I don't know exactly what that is, but uh, yeah. So we, it's like playing an arcade game with six people controlling one vehicle. And you don't know what you're doing, and you have to, like, follow what you're being told to do. Not to a T. You have, like, freedom to kind of do what you want. Um, and you're piloting the Millennium Falcon. So it's really, really cool. Um, my friend, um, I can say, she was a little less thrilled about it. Because she, it's basically like an arcade-style game, you know? Where mm -hmm. it gives you points and stuff. And she thought that... Um, she didn't she felt she didn't know what she was doing so she was she felt a lot of pressure because she was like oh what if i mess up the experience for everyone else in the car you know um which is a valid point of like criticism i think 
for me, it was the opposite. It was the thrill of not knowing what I was doing, but learning to do it as we went on. That was the fun part, you know? But like she said, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be snobs of this ride who are like, oh, you're the reason we got a bad score, you know? Like, we all have to do this and that, you know? And people who are going to get really, really heated about this. But Angry brothers yelling at each other. Yes. But I think it's a beautiful ride, and a lot of kids will have fun with it. And it's just amazing to nerd out and pilot the Millennium Falcon. So, Did you do anything else in Galaxy's Edge? Did you build a droid, build lightsaber? Did you no, buy any, like, fun that's... Star Wars merch? Oh, so... um I didn't do any of those things because they cost like a hundred bucks or more. Um, <laughs> but um, my friend bought, they sell, I love them. They sell porgs that you can put on your shoulder and, and will stay there. So basically there's like a magnetic pad that goes under your shirt, you know, and then the porg has a magnet in its butt that you can stick on top. So it's a magnet through your clothes, so it'll stay on, you know. So you can have a little porg perching on your shoulder. And she got one, and we named it Pierogi, and he's beautiful. Don't they have those for like a bunch of different Star Wars animals? Um, I don't know. We were so drawn to the porgs that we didn't even look. Because I think they have one for you. Remember the Rathdars from Force Awakens? Yeah. You can get one of those and put that on your shoulder. Nice. And I'd be totally be that guy who has a Rathtar put perched on my shoulder. Love that. But something we noticed is they sell the Porg ones outside of Star Tours as well. Um, but the ones outside of Star Tours have like this big tag on them to show you how to like place it on your shirt and stuff like that. While the ones in um, Galaxy's Edge don't. And they don't even have the uh, the magnetic pads with them. You probably have to get them at the cashier because, like, other like they wanted it to not look clunky, like when they were selling them. So they removed all that stuff. And I like it just kind of reiterates for me how um, clean everything there looks. You know, like how streamlined everything is, and like exactly Star Wars, yeah. nothing feels jarring or yeah. sticks out. Yes. Or, like, reminds you that, hey, you're in a theme park. Exactly. So, I mean, other than the prices. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's beautiful there. Um, the food was delicious, and it was very enjoyable. Beautiful. Um, After that, we went, we did Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster again, and then left for Magic Kingdom once more. You didn't do um, Muppet Vision? We did not do Muppet Vision, unfortunately. Oh, that's always my favorite. I like Muppet Vision a lot. My friend is the type of person who doesn't like to, like, stare and look at things. You know, so we didn't do, like, um, a few of, like, the theater shows and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Did you do any yeah. of the nighttime shows? Yes, so we saw... Um, the fireworks in Magic Kingdom. That night? Very, yep. Very beautiful. Very nice. Um, as usual, they project onto the castle. And the castle was lit up with, like, um, icicle lights and stuff. So, what was the name of this fireworks show? I know they changed it from Wishes was the last one. It's not Wishes. I don't remember what it's called. But they project parts of different 
Pixar and Disney movies onto the castle in like a medley of songs. Here it is. Happily Ever After is what it is. Yes. So Happily Ever After. Uh, and it's a combination of projecting onto the castle and fireworks. And it's gorgeous. And it includes like a lot of different movies. And me being the little hunchback stan I am was happy to see they put a scene from out there in there like in a portion of the song too you know and I was like oh my god wow cool it's nice because it includes touches from just about everyone's favorite things you know and lesser recognized movies you know obviously they're not doing super deep digging but you know they have ones from things that they don't include a lot of in the parks so you know you see Wreck-It Ralph and Inside Out and stuff like that which don't get a lot a whole bunch of recognition in the theme parks so two more questions yes first off do anything else in Magic Kingdom that night besides the fireworks um did we see anything else like do anything see anything whatever um not that night um we saw the fireworks and stuff and we did some other rides yeah and then, other question. When you were in Hollywood Studios, did you see Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway under construction? Like in the we Chinese did. theater? Happening in the Chinese theater, yeah. Um, I'm going to miss the great movie ride, but um, I'm excited to see what this is going to be. So, Did they add the signage out front? They did, under construction. I wonder if Runaway Railway will take some attention away from Rise of Resistance. I assume so, right? I assume so. I assume uh, not soup not a whole whole lot but like enough you know because that's still like the last major addition coming to hollywood studios yeah man they've been doing so much revamping of hollywood studios and yet they haven't changed the name yet yeah they're supposed to announce the name change not the last d23 but the d23 beforehand really still, yeah so then the next day was our last day in the parks we did um Magic Kingdom one last time because like we had only been there in chunks you know um and we did some of the bigger rides uh, we did Space Mountain except Space Mountain broke down and we got stuck on it oh really for 15 minutes um did the lights come on we were on a dip it stopped it brought us up to a higher part of the track and the lights came on and we sat there and we were like, uh, <laughs> um, so we sat there for like 15 minutes and then this guy came running up the stairs and he was like panting out of breath. And he's like, sorry, I just ran up five flights to tell you that someone's coming really quickly. Um, and he had to wait for someone else to come up to help him like, um, for safety reasons and stuff and code to help him like let everyone under their seats and stuff like that and then four more people came up and the four of us sitting um the six of us sitting in the cars are just like hello every time someone new would come up you know and they'd wish us a good morning so it was kind of funny um and then eventually we were let out um carefully and we had to go down a bunch of stairs and that poor guy who ran up all the stairs had to go down them again we got to see what the back of space mountain looked like like, behind the building? Inside the building, behind the ride. Ah. It was all indoors. Um, but 
there was a microwave and a big caged area back there. Um, there's no connection to like roads or anything like that, but there were two bikes. Um, there were multiple like drawers full of hardware of like, and it was like gold hardware. So I don't know what it was for because all the Space Mountain stuff is like gray and silver. Um, so it was just a strange general storage area. There was like a basketball, I think. Yeah. And we had to stay in between the yellow lines and walk out. And then we got fast passes and came back later. I am intensely envious of you. I would kill <laughs> to see behind the scenes of like a ride like that. Mm. It was really cool. Um, and trust me, I didn't take it for granted. I like was like, okay, what am I going to remember? I'm going to remember that microwave and those two bikes. Microwave and two bikes, you know? Um, it was really, really great. Um, I loved it. It was like getting a little tour, you know? Because I think someone asked, like, why are the bikes here? And the guy went, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff back here. We did a few other rides. And then we went to Tepon Edo in Epcot for dinner, um, which is a hibachi place. But we didn't realize it was a hibachi place. We just got sushi because the hibachi stuff was very expensive. Um, I mean, like, not expensive, expensive, but, like, a, a Disney price. But we were... More than you were willing to spend. Yes, we had spent a lot of money that week. I got a volcano roll, and then the next morning, we uh, the bus left at 6, and, and we were on our plane and came back. So, yeah. Mm. That was a trip. That's nice. that, that sounds like a nice trip. Yeah. It was a really nice trip. We were on our feet all week, and I got some nasty blisters. My I brought new shoes, which are very worn now. And... Um, all of my clothes, um, my jacket still smells like sweat. And yeah, it was great. Sounds great. My legs still hurt. So what are you looking forward on your next Disney vacation? Um, probably going to plan out doing the food and food a little bit better. Just so I know what I'm getting and where, you know. Mm. My mom loves that dining plan. Yeah. Dining plans are nice. They're just expensive, though. Because mm. um, I usually don't eat everything on it, you know? Mm. I don't usually don't need that or want it. Basically, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, what snacks are in this park? Where are we going to be near? And also, fast passes, we're going to do better. So, yeah. No ride, <laughs> no ride coming up that you have in mind? I mean, Tron. Um maybe try to do Star Wars stuff again, you know. I honestly want to try getting to uh, Disney World for the for the 50th anniversary next year. Nice. Yeah, that's... I've no, I, I would like to try for that. So who knows? Maybe next year we'll be talking about my Your Disney, Disney World. Yeah. On the 50th anniversary. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah. So yeah, that was... It was nice talking with you about this trip. It sounds like you had a wonderful time. Yeah. Hope I didn't disrupt your stream of consciousness with my stupid question so much. Not at all. And yeah, it's great talking to you. And yeah. great for to hear all of you too, you know, listeners who I'm not actually talking to. 
Yeah. Look, it's one thirty in the morning, man, and we've yeah. got one more episode to record. Yeah. Just let oh, us God, live, about that episode. live like this. Okay. Um, signing off. I'm Dallin Agatone. And I'm the other one. See ya. See ya.